Well, thank you for joining us to the Neighborhood Church. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Pastor Wainwright. This is my wife, Sonia Reed Noble. Uh, we will be looking at the third sermon in this sermon series. We'll be looking at Psalms 86. Again, thank you for joining us, and I hope you enjoy the word. We believe we have a word from God for you today. Um, sit back, enjoy, and please reach out if you have any questions or anything. But we want to get straight into this word. Um, bless you. Sonia. So we're going to read from Psalms 86. Uh, this is from the NASB. A prayer of David. Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am afflicted and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am a godly man. O you, my God, save your servant who trusts in you. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you I cry all day long. Make glad the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in loving kindness to all who call upon you. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer, and give heed to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble, I shall call upon you, for you will answer me. There is no one like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All nations whom you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and they shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I will give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and will glorify your name forever. For your loving kindness toward me is great, and you have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. O God, arrogant men have risen up against me, and a band of violent men have sought my life, and they have not set you before them. But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness and truth. Turn to me and be gracious to me. O grant your strength to your servant and save the son of your handmaid. Show me a sign for good that those who hate me may see it and be ashamed because you, O Lord, have helped me and comforted me. Amen. And to provide some context, one of the interesting things about the Bible is that the Bible refers to the psalmist David as a man after God's own heart. And I want you to bear that in mind because I'm going to use this as a departure point to, as, we, as we look at David, as we look at this prayer, as we look at this psalm. And there are four things that we want to leave with you today. And the first thing that we want to share about is this idea of a posture of humility. And you'll note that the psalmist begins the psalm by saying, uh, if, you, if you look at the Jewish Bible, he would, he would use the words, listen Adonai and, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Other translations will say, bend your ear down or come near to me. And, and you would know that if you're in a relationship with someone that you love, that you don't generally give your ear, that closeness to someone that you have no relationship with. And so what, what David is doing here is that he has positioned himself as a servant of God. He recognizes his sonship with God and he asks 
God, his father, to come close to him. In the same way a wife would whisper to a husband or a child would whisper something lovingly to a parent. It's the same way David requests of God, would you, would you come near to me as I, as I share with you what's in, what's in my heart? And, and this posture that David takes is one that is interesting because it's not, it's not just a posture of humility. It is, it's a posture of, not just a posture of humility, but a posture of love. It's a, it's a posture of relationship. And so in this world that we live in, there, there are so many things that are happening. We are, we seem encompassed, encompassed on all sides in terms of we're struggling. We are, uh, we have COVID that we're dealing with. Uh, people are losing their jobs. People are, have family members that are not well. And so for David, like so many of us, Trouble is coming. Trouble is on the horizon. And in the case of David, he's already in trouble. And we all have seasons in our lives where we experience trouble, where we experience pain, where we experience difficulties. And the first thing that David does is he takes a posture of humility and he goes to God, his father, and he says to him, listen to me as I cry out to you. And so here is the psalmist David, and he's sharing his heart with God. And I just want to leave a couple of really interesting things that we find within the first verses. We, we find him saying, Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Give heed to the voice of my supplication. But you will notice in verse 7 that while David is saying all of these things, David is confident in God. In verse 7, you will know that he says, In the day of my trouble... I shall call upon you, for you will answer me. He makes it personal. He, David has already resolved in his heart that this prayer that he is praying, that God is not just hearing him, but God will answer him. So the first posture that we see here that David demonstrates is a posture of humility. And I, and I want to show you something else that I thought was pretty interesting. In as, as David petitions God, as he, he goes to God and he makes this cry to God as his father, as he makes this posture of humility and, you know, and, and God is speaking to him and he is speaking to God, this relationship, we, we get a, a good view of it. But you will notice as, as he goes down, the next thing that he will say to God is, Adonai, teach me your ways so that I can live by your truth. Make me single-hearted. Other translations would talk about this unity of heart. And, and what David has essentially done here is that he has recognized that there are times where in the life of David, in the same way, same, similar to our lives, there are things that we run after. There are things that we're passionate about. And, and I want to encourage you today, when we go to God, there are times that our hearts or our heart is divided. We are, we're worried about things. Um, maybe at that particular point in time, we haven't spent enough time with God. We haven't spent time praying to God. We haven't spent time reading his word. Or we have given ourselves to idols. And, and listen, I, I know sometimes we believe that these idols have to be a physical object, but it's not always the case. We can make our work life an idol. We can make 
our the sport that we engage with an island we can make our pastime an idol and so what David has done is that David recognizes that you cannot have two masters and so David goes to God and he and he cries out to him but after he's cried out to him he has asked God teach me your ways because David recognizes in his own strength that he is weak and that he is incapable of solving these problems so he goes to God and he says teach me your ways and then he follows that up and says make me single hearted so that i may fear your name single heart this is a posture that david takes it's a it's a posture of purity david recognizes that he's a man that he is infallible and you know well in this case he's not infallible he is fallible he is he's subject to failings he is subject yeah. to making mistakes just like all of us and so david goes to god and he he cries out to him because god is his father his king his his savior but he also recognizes that he's talking to god this god who is holy and just and pure and powerful he recognizes the bigness of god the awesomeness of god and he also recognizes the holiness of god so he goes to god and he says you know what teach me your ways and give me a single heart so that i may fear you fear your name and so i want to encourage you and and we all struggle with this there are times in our lives where we'll be divided where our heart will be divided but a divided heart doesn't do well with god the bible says a a, a double minded man is unstable in all of his ways and so david had struggled in the past with with the flesh he had struggled with power there were times where he was in the wrong place at the wrong time he recognized that there were times in his life where he had put other things in the place of god he had given things priority and so one of the postures that we want to encourage you today and for for all of us to adopt is this posture of purity that when we go to god that we can say to him lord teach me your ways because my ways are not good and 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 you know there are times where i wake up and i have different ideas of how to do things and it's not always the best ideas and so david recognizes that god is a faithful god and he goes to him and he says you know what father teach me your ways teach me your ways so that i may fear you but also give me unity of heart give me a single heart so that i will pursue you i will put you at the center of it i'd put you at the center of my life and so david i as i told you earlier david referred to as a man after god's own heart because david has a singular passion where he will bow to no idol and so this is a call from david and a reminder to us that god has to be the first and most prominent thing in our life we cannot be ashamed of the god we serve that we should put him at the center and we should put him at the highest part of our lives and so this is what david does and he does this thing out of devotion he is he is devoted to god and 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 a good way of testing it is that if you if you're wondering if you are struggling with an undivided heart in the same way i had to examine my life 
One of the ways that you can determine whether your heart is divided is by examining where you spend your time and your resources and your devotion because the thing that you're devoted to, that's the thing that will take up most of your time, your resources, your energies. And so I encourage you today, when you go to God in the midst of your pain and your struggle, have a posture of humility but also develop a posture of purity. And, and, and I'm going to get Sonia to share a little bit here because the next thing that David does is so interesting. You will find in this entire chapter that David, 17 verses, this, this, he will spend 17 verses speaking to God and he will only spend one verse complaining or saying to God, hear is what I am struggling with. And be, even before he gets to this point where he says to God, this is my trouble, this is what is bothering me, he does something that's unique but not uncommon for David. Because as I said before, David is a man after God's own heart. Would you share that piece, Sonia? So we see, especially focusing in on verse 12 and 13, we see where David says, I will give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with all my heart and will glorify your name forever. For your loving kindness toward me is great, and you have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. And the one thing that Wayne and I discussed in this passage was that even before David took time to talk about what was bothering him, he took time to just praise God. He chose to bless the name of the Lord. He chose to give him praise. He chose to worship him is another term that we use. He chose to pray. And, but overall, we see such a humility in this. We see in David's life many times where no matter what was coming against him, you know, he still chose to give God praise. We knew that no matter how grim his circumstances, you're going to see in his story many times where he returned humbly back to God to say, I will bless your name. We know in the Psalms, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. We see again in Psalms 100, I will enter in his gates with thanksgiving. I will enter into his courts with praise. And I really appreciated the fact that he says, I will give thanks to you, O Lord my God, yeah. with my whole heart. And the thing that stuck out to me was he says, I will. And in reading it over and really thinking about it, as Wayne mentioned, David had a heart after God. He had a focus that was single-hearted, and that was to exalt the name of the Lord. Yeah. And I realized something, and that was that when you read through a psalm like this, and you see it in many other instances, but in this one you see that David acknowledges his need for God. He acknowledges that he really needs him. And so he starts this part of this conversation with saying, you know, I will give thanks to you with my whole heart. I will. This is personal. This is between you and me. And I want you to know how much I love you and how much I need you. I want you to know that I will glorify your name forever. I want you to know that I see and I know that your loving kindness towards me is great. Uh, throughout the last year in my own life personally, I've been through a lot of loss and the grief is very heavy at times. And just like Wayne was mentioning, we see so many things in our lives that 
come up and try to distract us or that really hurt and cause us to want to focus in on the pain. And and at times I can honestly say that I have felt the disconnect. I have felt the feeling even lost in those moments. But sometimes just saying to God, but I, your loving kindness is great towards me. I will give thanks to you despite how I feel right now. But because I need you, I need you. And I know that you're here. And I just want to tell you how much I love you. That allows me to walk into this conversation, into this relationship, into this, into his presence. It just gives me that room to where I, I'm in the presence of the one who's able to heal my heart, who's able to calm me, who's able to soothe the hurt and the pain. And then I can address the other issues in life. And that's what I liked seeing about what David did was that he found that common place where he was able to tell the Lord what he thought of him. He's able to say, this is what I think of you. This is what I know about who you are. And then, only then after that, was he able to say, this is the issue that I need to deal with. Right? So I'm really, really grateful just seeing that what David exemplifies in this and just wanted to encourage you all to just let you know, like, it's in that place. It's in that place of relationship, in that place of really being able to be honest and say, I need you. I need you. Your loving kindness is what I need, and I'm grateful for it. I will glorify your name. I will magnify you. That that's where we find that healing and that wholeness to combat all that we are facing today in in all of the circumstances in our lives. Amen. And and you know, it's it's interesting because David makes it personal. He says, your loving kindness and your tender mercies towards me. Mm -hmm. Because David recognizes that God loves him. And I want to share with you today, in spite of what you may be going through, in spite of the challenges you may be having, maybe, maybe someone told you you're not good enough. Maybe someone told you that you're not worth it. Or maybe you feel like you're not worth it or you're, or you're at a point where you are ready to give up. I want you to know that the Bible tells us that God's loving kindness and His tender mercies are towards us. That God means us no harm. That when God looks at you in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your struggle, that God sees his child and he is there ready to love you and to minister to you. And so, it, you know, it's interesting that David takes this position. He, he starts off with a posture of humility mm-hmm. and then he moves to this place where he asks God to purify himself, to purify him, to purify his heart, to give him a single heart. And then he gets into this posture of thanksgiving where he recognizes that, you know what, there are so many things that I can be thankful for. And I know sometimes in life it's hard because you look around and the rent's due and the, the, the bill hasn't been paid. And, and I, can, I can share with you, like, unashamedly, Sonia and I lived periods of our lives where we were living off of $200 a month after we had paid our bills. But when we, we, we thought about it, we looked up and we said, you know what, I am breathing and we have life mm-hmm. and we have hope and we have those things in Christ which David recognizes who he was and who he was in God Mm -hmm. and so he moves from this place where he is humble and he submits himself to God then he turns to God and says give me a pure heart give me a singular heart 
Teach mm-hmm. me to fear you. And then he gets into this weird place of thanksgiving. And it's, it's odd because David hasn't even gotten to the part, as Sonia said, hasn't even gotten to the part where he is talking about the problem. Mm-hmm. But let's get to the problem. David mentions this problem and he takes one verse to do it. And the next thing that he would do, so he, he would mention this problem And as soon as he would be finished with the problem, he goes straight back into a place where he says, but you, Adonai, are a merciful, compassionate God, slow to anger and rich in grace and truth. Mm-hmm. He goes right back to giving God his worth. Yeah. And I, I want to say to you that maybe you're in the midst of a hard time, maybe things are not working out for you, or maybe you know someone who, whose life is disrupted, has been turned upside down, maybe it's COVID, maybe it's a, a job loss or a family member, or just maybe it's financial. I want to say to you that the God that you serve, mm. Adonai, is merciful, he's a compassionate God, he is slow to anger, he is rich in grace and truth, And when you do like David in verse 16, when you do and you say, turn to me and show me your favor and your strength, show it to me, your servant. I promise you that God is there listening to you, working on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And we want to leave that with you. We want to leave with you as we wrap up here today, these four things. The Bible describes David as a man after God's own heart. And if you are at a place where you want to be like David, where you want to be described as someone after God's own heart, I want to leave these four things with you. When you go to God and give him your ear, well, give it, allow him to give you his ear. Go close to him, whisper to him. And you don't have to wax eloquently. You don't have to sound as if you're an intellectual. Sometimes the, the best prayer is found in the word help. Or help me. Or God, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. But go to him and ask him to give you a single heart, a pure heart, because we cannot serve two masters. Ask God to teach you his ways. And then be thankful to him because there are things that we should, we're always, that are always before us, whether it's just the air that we breathe or the fact that we can go out and the sun is shining. And it's not shining today, but you know what? These clouds will roll by and the sun will come out. And, and that's, that's an indication of what can happen in your own life. And then when you tell God your problem, don't focus on the problem. Focus on the promises of God in the way David did. So it was a posture where it's a posture of humility. It's a posture where David comes and he says, you know what, God? I want to be pure. So it's a posture of purity. It's a posture of praise and thanksgiving. And the last thing is that it's a posture where David is focused on the promises of God and not the problem. And I pray that that word would have impact in your heart and bless you. Because as the Bible says, God is a merciful, compassionate, slow to anger, rich in grace and truth. And he is those things towards all of us, regardless of our color or status, where we are in life. God's heart towards us has always been one of love, always one of tenderness. So may God bless you. I pray that you would receive this word well and that it would have 
a good place in your heart, take roots in your heart and cause you to move to a better place in him. Amen. Thank you.